What up, everybody? It's me again, George Becknell, and I'm in the paint. I got an interesting show for y'all. We're going to talk about Kawhi Leonard, wanting out of San Antonio. A Hall of Famer giving LeBron James some advice. Tom Brady, how long is he going to play? And Jay-Z in the sports news? Man, we're going to get to all of that right after this. This episode of In The Paint is brought to you by 7 Stitches Lifestyle Boutique. You can shop online at shop7stitches.com. That's www.shop7stitches.com. Or in person at 415 Lee Avenue, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. Phone number 337-484-3720. And remember, at 7 Stitches... We don't just sell clothing, we sell a lifestyle. All right, everybody, first things first. This NBA offseason just continues to get better and better and better. Everybody talking about where's LeBron going. It's keeping all of our attention. You know, Kevin Durant also is going to opt out of his contract. But the latest domino to fall was Kawhi Leonard Demanding for a trade out of San Antonio in hopes of going to L.A. Kawhi Leonard is a finals MVP. The man has been brilliant on the court, brilliant defender. The Spurs, in my opinion, year before last, had a shot to beat the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals had he not gotten hurt. So Kawhi Leonard is a top-tier player, in my opinion, when he's healthy. Now, last year, he got injured. The Spurs cleared him to play, but he wanted a second opinion. And it kind of drew up a lot of bad blood between the organization, his teammates, and himself. So, he's demanding a trade. But the really interesting part about this is he still has one year to go on his contract. Which, I don't know. It seems like He's kind of wanting to get out of San Antonio a little too badly, in my opinion, because he's a max contract kind of guy. I would, I think he should just wait, play this last year in San Antonio, and just go wherever you want. Because right now, San Antonio has all the power. They can control where he plays next year. They could force him to stay with the Spurs and and make him sit out or retire or do whatever he wants to do, which I don't see that happening. I don't see him retiring just because the Spurs refused to trade him. The Spurs came out and said that they will not do business with the Los Angeles Lakers. So he's not going to L.A. next year because the Spurs won't trade him to L.A. Um. I think they said also that they weren't going to trade him to a Western Conference team. So it makes it makes things really, really interesting because that leaves only the Eastern Conference teams. And it also limits his value because if you know Kawhi wants to go to L.A., why would you trade any type of assets for Kawhi 
if you're not 100% sure, you can resign and pass this season. So somebody is going to be able to get him for less than what he's worth in a trade. You know, obviously, the first team to come to mind is the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge has got all type of young cats up there. He's got all kind of young talent. He's got all kind of assets. The Celtics, in my opinion, can make this happen. Um, I don't know of anybody else that has enough firepower to be able to make a deal attractive for the San Antonio Spurs. So, in my opinion, Kawhi is either going to end up in Boston or he's going to end up in San Antonio. I don't see anybody else even coming close to being relevant. But we'll see how this plays out. We'll keep an eye on it. But I do know one thing. Wherever Kawhi Leonard goes, he's going to need another star to have a shot at a title. I just think next next team he plays for, if the Spurs do trade him, it's only going to be a pit stop and it won't be a long-term thing for him and he'll end up in L.A. not this coming year, but the year after. But somebody who will probably be in L.A. this coming year is none other than LeBron James. And LeBron got some advice recently by Hall of Fame center Shaquille O'Neal, LSU's Shaquille O'Neal. And yeah, it was some unsolicited advice, but advice nonetheless. Shaq seems to think that LeBron James does not need to chase titles anymore. LeBron is already great. His legacy is already written. He doesn't have to worry about chasing titles. Now, I do agree with Shaq on one thing. I think LeBron James is a is an all-time great. If he were to retire right now, LeBron James would be a top five player of all time. I don't think there's that's really much of a debate, right? Because if you look at his resume, four MVPs, three titles, three finals MVPs. He's top 10 in scoring and rebounds and assists. Well, he's not top 10 in rebounds, excuse me. But he's top 10 in scoring and assists. I mean, what else could you expect from the man? So he's already great. But y'all saw the man last year. In year 15, he plays all 82 games. He's in the best shape of his life. I mean, he's clearly got more that he can accomplish. If he keeps this up, he's going to have all the single, the the career records that anybody could have. He's going to beat Kareem's record if he stays healthy and is playing at this type of level. Even if he declines, which he probably will over the next three or four years, the pace he's on, he's still going to set all the records. You know, and let's be clear, LeBron James in year 15 looks the best that I've ever seen of anybody in year 15. I mean, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant played 20 years, and in year 15, they were on the decline. They they kind of won that back nine of their career. Michael Jordan in year 15 with the Wizards didn't look like Michael Jordan. He was an all-star, and deservingly so, but he didn't look like Michael Jordan. Magic didn't play 15 years. Kareem... 
by year 15, he was he was a contributor on the team, but he wasn't the alpha individual on that Showtime Lakers team in year 15 anymore, in my opinion. Shaq looked terrible in year 15. So LeBron still has some stuff to accomplish. Yeah, he has three rings right now, which is nothing to sneeze at. But if you look at some of the greats in front of him, Kobe has five. Magic Johnson has five. Michael Jordan has six. He's tied with Larry Bird with three. I think LeBron should still continue to try to get some rings. You know, because he's in the best shape of his career, looks like. Now, obviously, for the time, it's going to come knocking eventually. But, I mean, the man is 33 years old, which is by no stretch old. Yeah, he's got a lot of miles on him legs, but the man still looks like he's in great shape. You know, and some people already think he's the greatest player of all time. I don't. But the man's up there. He's had a brilliant career. And he should still continue to strive for championships, in my opinion. So, absolutely, he should continue to strive for rings. I don't agree with Shaq. And it'll be really, really interesting to see where LeBron lands. I think LeBron is going to get a max deal in L.A. Um, Rumor has it that he wants to play with Paul George. Magic Johnson, Mr. Laker himself, is in that front office. And I feel like just by having Magic associated with the Lakers again, it'll attract a lot of free agents. They They got space to where they could bring in two to three max contract guys and have and they also have a young nucleus of talent. I mean, if you look at guys like Brandon Ingram, um, Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle, all those guys are good young talent that are still on their original deals. These guys are very, very affordable. They could go out and get some big name guys and be able to keep those guys around. I think they go land a LeBron James. But who else do you go get to to play with LeBron? Is it Chris Paul? I mean, Chris Paul's going to be available. He wants a max contract. Um, I'm not sure if he wants to stay in Houston. I think him and LeBron in in L.A. is very, very attractive. Now, if LeBron could play off the ball and allow a true point guard to handle the ball at Chris Paul, that could work. Um, I'm not 100% sure he's going to do it, because the only real good point guard he's played with in his career was Kyrie Irving, and he ran him off. So, you know, Chris Paul is one of his boys. Can he co- can he coexist with Chris Paul and play off the ball and extend his career some? I think that's probably what he should do. Because being able, be, having to facilitate being as ball dominant as he is takes a whole lot of energy out of him which I don't think he can sustain that for three, four more years. So if he could play off the ball, maybe him playing with somebody like a Chris Paul is a good idea. Now, obviously, another guy from L.A. is Paul George. I think Paul George would be a player in this. Um, L.A. could try to make a move for Paul George. I think... 
I don't think that would be a bad move. But what I would not sleep on is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has an opt-out in his contract this offseason as well. And nobody's talking about it. You know, maybe because the Warriors won two in a row. He's got two finals MVPs in a row. Everybody would just assume that he's happy. But Steph Curry is scheduled to make $10 million more million than him next year. You know, he's already proven that he doesn't mind going to a team that's a, that's a superstar-studded team. I just feel like if you are willing to go to a basketball team that won 73 games before you got there, you're open enough to go play with LeBron James in L.A. That's just me. I mean, I don't think that would be good for the NBA from a competitive standpoint, but if the Lakers could somehow land LeBron James and Kevin Durant, they have to be the front runner for the NBA title next year. You know, that's the only people I can see beating the Warriors. Because if you look at it, if even if they can pull off getting Kawhi Leonard in L.A., that's not good enough to beat the Warriors. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron. Even if you could get LeBron and Chris Paul, that's not good enough to beat the Warriors. It's just not. And I think anybody that LeBron goes to, whether it's the Lakers or some other team that makes a strong push, if if it doesn't give you the possibility or the probability to beat the Golden State Warriors, one of the greatest dynasties of all time, then it's pointless to do it. So we'll see how that shakes out. But I don't see a scenario where LeBron doesn't end up in L.A. And yeah, Shaq, bad advice, brother. But switching gears a little bit, we talked about LeBron, his legacy. I'm going to talk about a guy whose legacy is all the way sewn up to me. And that's a guy, Tom Brady. And Tom Brady appeared on the Oprah show and he had a couple of interesting things to say. He stated that he thinks about life after football, and he was very non-committal about playing until 45, like he originally said. The way, listen to this man talk. It seemed like after next year, it could be it, or the year after, because he spoke about things like not being there to drop off his kids to school and not catching the events, and not going to, like, programs and things like that. And you and I and everybody else both know that when you're you're an NFL superstar, especially one of Tom Brady's caliber, that takes a lot of dedication. You're always working out. You're always with the team. You're always on the road. You're always gone. So if this man is talking like this, I don't know if he's going to really play that long. Which brings up an interesting point. Because what does that say about the New England Patriots organization right now? What does that say about their dynasty? Because Bill Belichick had a backup plan. I think he was ready to move on very shortly from Tom Brady to Jimmy Garoppolo. 
They made an executive decision. Hey, man, we're not going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo because we got a few more years of Tom Brady. So we're going to send Tom Brady to Frisco. I mean, excuse me. We're going to send Jimmy Garoppolo to Frisco. And we just going to roll with Tom Brady. Not a bad option. Guy's got five Super Bowl wins and eight appearances. But he's getting older. So now that Jimmy Garoppolo's gone, now Tom Brady's not talking about playing for a long time, whereas before, he was talking about playing until 45, which is really, really interesting to me. So there's something going on in that New England Patriot organization. It could be the end of their dynasty. I don't know. But we'll see. But one thing that Tom also alluded to, well, he just came flat out and said, hey, man, look, I don't like being called the greatest quarterback of all time. It makes me uncomfortable. You know, there was a lot of other guys that were good in their time and a lot of guys that are good now. He doesn't, he doesn't like being known as the greatest quarterback of all time because he's not done. He's still playing. I don't know. I just didn't feel like Tom was very, very sincere in this whole interview because, number one, he was very noncommittal about playing too much longer. Number two, one thing that I've always admired about Tom Brady was that competitive drive. Tom Brady has played in the NFL since I was in high school. Tom, Tom Brady has been there. He took over for Drew Bledsoe in what, 2001? It's 2018, and this man still carries a chip on his shoulder. You see him on the sideline. He's still playing as fiery as can be. And now all of a sudden, he doesn't want to be known as the greatest quarterback of all time. Ooh, I don't know about that one, Tom Brady. I, I don't, I seriously doubt that you dislike people calling you the greatest quarterback of all time. So, I don't know. But one thing I did take away from this interview was the fact that the end is near for Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to play too long. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in New England. I mean, all good things come to an end, right? You know, the Cowboys of the 90s broke up. Those 80s, 49ers teams broke up. Joe Montana played for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Bulls of the 90s, one of my favorite dynasties, broke up. Showtime Lakers broke up. Kobe and Shaq was beefed out. So, everything comes to an end. It'll be really, really interesting to see what happens this year in the AFC with the New England Patriots and everybody else because I think Pittsburgh is going to have something to say. Jacksonville, to me, is a little better, a team that was improved. So it'll be really interesting to see how things play out. But that New England dynasty is on borrowed time. But we'll see how things happen in, in this coming uh, NFL season. But speaking of dynasties, does anybody have a better music dynasty right now than the Carters? I mean, Jay-Z is wild, widely considered as one of the top rappers of all time. Beyonce, everybody knows of her brilliance. In my opinion, she's the second 
best performer to ever walk this earth after the great Michael Jackson. So they drop a surprise album last week. And Jay-Z's in the news again. But not for his music. Puma Basketball is committed to bringing their shoe back into the NBA. They are focused on their basketball line. And they bring in Jay-Z as a creative consultant. Which is already paying off dividends for them. Because they were able to go out and get some of the top draft prospects like DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona, Marvin Bagley III out of Duke, and Zaire Smith out of Texas Tech. So let's talk a little bit about how Jay-Z can help Puma. Now look, I get it. All the top guys right now sign with either Nike or Adidas. You know, you got Li Ning coming in and some other Asian companies that have a small percentage of the market. Uh, Reebok is almost non-existent anymore in the market. So there's a gap right there for another shoe company to come in and be able to get some of that market. And I think Jay-Z coming on the scene for Puma really, really helps them because A, He's a sports agent. The Rock Nation represents a few big names, such as Kevin Durant. Um, He might be able to sway some of his clients over and go ahead and sign with Puma. And also, the obvious answer is his role in pop culture. Jay-Z is an icon and he instantly gives Puma credibility. I mean, if y'all remember, I don't know if y'all remember them S. Carter tennis shoes that Reebok was having. Man, them shoes was ugly as sin. But they were selling because he had his name on it. Jay-Z can have people wearing Puma just because he's on board. So I think this is a fantastic move for Puma. And if he could get one big name to sign with Puma, then they'll bring Puma basketball back. Great move for Puma. Now, staying with basketball, something that I found really interesting was in an interview with the Bleacher Report, Nate Robinson, former NBA guard. I don't know if y'all remember Nate Robinson, but he was about a 5'9 guard. But he used to be able to jump out of the gym. Super athletic guy. Um, he also played football uh, in college. He played for the Knicks. He played for the Bulls. He uh, he played for a few teams in the NBA. And uh, he's, he's depressed. Um, and, and he said that the NBA in particular gave him his depression. You know, he said it was hard for him to be able to adjust to what NBA coaches thought he should be. And I'm glad he came out and said this, you know, because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, then you have some sort of passion or interest in sports. And we look at a lot of these guys who are who are doing what we, what we dream of. You know, you go out 
and you play basketball or football or baseball or whatever sport you want to go ahead and put on it, and that's what you do to earn a living, I think Warren Sapp said it best. He said, we're getting paid a king's ransom to play a boy's game. Something that you would do for free. So we see these guys and we just assume they have minimal issues. They don't have the same type of problems that normal people would have. So I for one am glad Nate Robinson came out and said what he said. And that's something that can show you that that mental health should be taken very seriously and it can't affect anyone. So if you feel like you need to get some help, I recommend that you get that help. As always, guys, I appreciate your support. Y'all have been so supportive since I started this podcast and I look forward to your continued support. And I do listen to y'all feedback. So if there's something that you like, let me know. If there's something that you don't like, let me know as well. Or also, if there's something that you don't agree with me or agree with me on and you want to debate me, let me know. My social media will be posted in this description. And I look forward to seeing you next time in the paint.